This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is a midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, 215-592-949. We'll get back to all your phone calls here. The Phillies... Is this offense good enough? And, of course, my latest six was trade proposal. But joining us right now, in studio, a day before the NBA draft. The man, the myth. The legend, Elliot Shore Parks. What's up, Elliot? I hope my mic is on. Okay, it's on. You're good. I, I can hear you. Awesome. I can turn it off for you if you want. Well, I think people might want that in about eight minutes. So we'll see. Give I the love, people a few I minutes. I love the fact that, that you come in and you're convicted with your text. I, I just love it. Well, you, it's, get, you get ridiculed for it all the time, but you don't care. I believe what I believe. But I, it's also it's easy to be convicted uh, about a take when I have my friends texting me that Joe, Joe Giglio, my friend, wants to trade Joel Embiid for Kawhi Leonard. Absolutely. Are you So now I know how people feel. Like when people when we talk football, people will tweet, you know, I can't still uh, whatever. Now I know how they feel when I listen to you talk about basketball. So the funny part is, <laughs> and he will understand this, or he will get to it. Elliot and I agree on almost everything about football. Like yeah, we everything. usually see the Eagles pretty similarly. We are so and we're always right. I know. Which yeah. means this has got to tear people apart because I think most people listen like he's an idiot, he's an idiot, but we're on opposite sides. Yeah. This so is if a you tough agree part. with one of us, you're an idiot too. Yeah. Someone's not the idiot, which is hard well, in this situation. Yeah. That, well, I, well it's probably I, you. I love it. I, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I, I, I think I have the ability. I might not agree with you, but I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, wouldn't trade MD. See, but for I Kawhi. don't see where Joe is coming from well, at all. In I this. think Joe Joe has, it, since I've been working for a while. Excuse me if I'm I'm talking out of turn, mm-hmm. Joe, but I, I think this is where you're coming from. Joe just wants to win, and he doesn't want to see the same thing that he saw last year because we kind of know how that's going to play out. But we know how it's going to play out with Kawhi. He's hurt all the time, and for the people in Philly that are saying Joel, Joel doesn't play enough. Joel is like a marathon runner compared to Kawhi at this point. Like he, like Kawhi plays what once every three games. He was hurt for the playoffs. He hasn't been healthy in years. He's had one run in his entire career where he was the absolute man on a team that won a title. Yeah. Joel has been asked to do so much more than Kawhi has in these past few years. He's accomplished way more than Kawhi has in these last few years. And let's be honest, he's a way better player right now than Kawhi Leonard is. Uh, I don't think he is that much better player. He's better, but I don't think he's that much better. And so a couple things. One, yes, Kawhi's been injured. But he had, it's not like in the beginning of his career it was weird. It was it was like, why can't he play? Mm-hmm. He tore his ACL three years ago, right? So that, that set him back. Yeah. He missed the full season. Then he's been working his way back from that. I still think there's good, really great basketball left to Kawhi Leonard if he wants to play. He's only, th- he's only two years older than Joel. 
Kawhi Leonard is no longer good enough to be the best player on a title team. Oh, I disagree. Joel is good enough to be the best player on a title team. Kawhi Leonard, first of all, didn't play in the playoffs last year, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe played one or two games and then uh, he and played was out. Four. I think he played but four. But he, he didn't he suffer an injury right before and then he was out the final few games or anything. So he's never in the past years he has not shown an ability to carry a team. Joel Embiid has shown the ability to carry a team. Now, he came up small in Game 7 against the Celtics, but at least he got there, and at least he was playing in it. Like, Joel has carried a burden these past years. Kawhi cannot carry anymore. If your argument is you want to trade Joel, I'd rather trade him for the number 3 pick to Portland. I wouldn't trade Joel, but if I'm going to do it, I'm not trading him for somebody who's on the last legs of their career. Yeah, I, see, we just view Kawhi differently. I, I don't. I mean, just a couple years ago, he took the Clippers to the Western Conference Final and he tore his knee. Like, like that happened. You, you say a couple years ago as if that's some small amount of time. Like, how many years ago was it? Three, two, 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 two. or three, right? When the but, Sun, when the Suns played the Bucks, right? He was they, 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 the Clippers lost. Kawhi got hurt during the series, and then he missed the whole next year. Right. So he missed an entire season mm-hmm. since then. He's now re-injured at the end of last year. I think you're you're diminishing how much that missed time matters when talking about trading. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Well, but we watched Joel Embiid miss time and come back, and he's not missed as much but, time. But we also watched Kawhi miss a full season. And then the next year, he won the title with the. But Raptors. the difference with Joel is when Joel missed the first two years of his career, he has since then played very consistently. He's played, I think, almost 70% of the game mm-hmm. since then. Kawhi's injuries have been, he plays for a while, then he's out for a while. Then he plays, then he's out. It's much like Zion. Like, Zion has missed a ton of time, but at least with Joel, once he stepped on the court for the first time, he has been able to stay relatively healthy. It's not been the case for Kawhi, and it's not been the case for Zion. Yeah, I just view Kawhi as one of the great playoff players in the history of basketball, and the, and the Joel's not. Like, so, like, that's my objective. Like, th- in the playoffs, Kawhi Leonard wins titles. Only one. one. Two. We won one with the Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, he's been two-time finals MVP. Right, but you're talking about these San Antonio days. How many years ago was that? That was a long time, but he just won with Nick Nurse. He beat the Sixers. Yes, agreed, but that was also a very long time ago. Ben Simmons was an all-star then. Would you trade for Ben Simmons? No, but— Because things change between them now. I I guess— this is where you and I just differ. I've given up on Joel Embiid. See, and that's the mistake, I think. Yeah, I just, I just I, think there's zero chance they win a I don't title think he's alpha, but I, I have not given up on him. All right, so the Sixers obviously aren't going to give up on Joel. This is probably not going to happen, my idea. But they're going to try to fix this thing around him. So you had a tweet the other day that was interesting about the Tobias trade, like the Lumen mm-hmm. Tobias trade. And, and you could explain it, but it seemed like you think what they get for him really is the X factor of this, this whole offseason. Yeah, so I think the Sixers, as currently constructed— are capable of winning a title. We saw last year they were good enough to win a title. They'll have a new head coach this year that I think will be better than Doc. So I think they're, they're able to do it. But what they turn Tobias into will, I think, decide whether or not they win the title. Because if you can turn – I mean, think about the playoffs last year. We talked so much about Joel and Harden. But Tobias had, what, two points in game six, if I'm not mistaken? He had – he showed up somewhat because the role players did in game seven. But Tobias did not have a great playoffs. If you can turn Tobias into, A, like a Zach Levine, or maybe we'll get into Lillard in, mm-hmm. in a minute, but another in, like impact guy, then I think the Sixers actually probably go into next year as the favorite to, to win the East. Or if you can turn Tobias into just more role players. With Nick Nurse, if you look at his Toronto teams, he had a bunch of guys. He didn't have one star, but he had a bunch of switchable pieces on defense that could move around, and he had guys that could shoot. If you can turn Tobias into two of those, I think, it, again, it really improves the six. What would you rather do, Hugh? I, I, I like the second idea. I like the idea of trading Tobias to get multiple pieces. I would go with that. I mean, because you're talking about you, you have multiple guys that you could probably get something different from every, every other night or whatever. And 
and you're also adding another shooter. I'm assuming a, a big time shooter, somebody that's going to come yeah, in and do that. Like yeah, like a like Tobias. If you traded him to let's say Indiana. For Buddy Heald and maybe TJ McConnell, like a, a better I'm okay backup. With Buddy. Oh, I get TJ back here. Yeah, yeah, fans would love that. But Buddy Heald shoots great from three. He shoots at a high clip. Like he he would make a lot of sense here. But of that question, I think I would rather trade Tobias for one guy that I think could potentially carry the team because, as much as I think depth helps and it makes the players the you know Joel and James better, this team's biggest problem at its core is in the big moments you don't know if you have somebody that can carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who are you going to get that's that guy for, for Tobias Harris? So there's a couple options, I think. One would be Zach Levine, and people will go, well, why would the Bulls do that? Zach Levine is on a massive contract. The Bulls are trying to get – from all reports, the Bulls are really willing to blow it up. It's kind of like the Bradley Beal thing. It's, yeah, it's very similar to Bradley Beal. Uh, Zach Levine, um, not as much money. His like highest cap hits, I think, are in the high 40s as opposed to Bradley Beal gets into the 50s. But Zach Levine shoots a high clip from three. He's a guy that I think is capable of getting 35 points and carrying you to a win at the end of games. So he's someone uh, that I would have interest in. I mean, DeMar DeRozan, also a potential option. He's only on a one-year deal. I don't think he's good as Zach Levine anymore. And, uh, Nick Nurse, he was the assistant when they had him. He was with them yeah. in Toronto for a long time. Yep, so there's familiarity there. So that's one option. There was rumors that Paul George, which I'm guessing is where you got the Kawhi thing from. Mm-hmm. But Paul George, uh, I think, has two years left on his deal. He's been healthier than Kawhi has. He's not he still has had injury concerns. Well, that's part of the reason that team hasn't gone far enough. The, yep. Both of those guys haven't played They've enough. They've been on yeah. and off the court. But Paul George, Paul George has had playoff series where he's been really good. I know his nickname is, you know, people make fun of him because he's playoff P and he's had bad series. But he was really clutch with Indiana. He averaged, I think, 27, 6, and 5 last year in the playoffs with, with the Clippers. So if you can get one of those guys that you slide next to Harden that's a legit two-guard, then I would have almost more interest in that than I think what I would turning Toby into two or three pieces. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, we're talking to Elliot Shore Parks here, NBA draft tomorrow night. So uh, we have the Sixers without a pick. And, of course, the Clap Your Hands podcast you're doing with Kyle Newbeck. What, what is he here? What has he said on the podcast about the Tobias thing? Like a trade's yeah. going to happen here, you think? So I believe he wrote this. Uh, he said it on the pod, but then also wrote it on phillyvoice.com, uh, that the Sixers are not feeling any pressure to trade Tobias. Mm-hmm. That the, I think the exact words were nothing is really close, maybe. And I think that's probably the right strategy because – while I do think Tobias is their best trade piece, and his value because of the new CBA is going to be the highest it probably will ever be on Thursday night because after July 1st, it becomes a little harder to trade him under the new CBA because you can't take as much money back. So when you take into account he's a big expiring contract and still a relatively good player, Thursday night's probably the night to do it. But they don't have to trade Tobias because they are already good enough to win a title. So I think they have to be careful. Like This is the Zion Williamson thing. I'm not taking on Zion's contract. I, I, he's someone that's missed a ton of time. He's out of shape. I don't think he, he fits the Sixers. So I'm not just trading Toby just to trade him for Zion. So what Kyle has, has reported and written is that they are, they are not in a desperate mode to trade, to, uh, to trade Tobias Harris, and I think that's the right attitude to have. We're talking Elliot True Parks in studio here, brought to you by Cozy Jewelers. Step up to the 50. That's color, cut, clarity, carrot, and 
cozy. All right, so you had some tweets this morning here comparing Tyrese Maxey as a young player to mm-hmm. Dame Lillard, uh, you know, as a young player. And see, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Dame, but I, I did say a few weeks ago, like he's the only like because Doc said on that pod with Bill Simmons that you need another alpha. Remember we talking about that Hugh, the mm-hmm. alpha next need to Joel Embiid. Yeah, that feels like Dame. Like I'm like, who's yeah. the alpha you could put next to Joel? The only way they could get Dame is trading Tyrese Maxey. So, so give us your thoughts on your comp. Did, why did you put that? Did you just find it interesting, or do you? Yeah, yeah. What, what's well, the idea behind what, that? What's interesting, I think, about it is when you compare Damian Lillard in both his age twenty-two season. So Tyrese Maxey's twenty-two. When Dame was twenty-two, their numbers were extremely comparable. When Dame was in his third year and Maxey was in his third year. Dame's numbers are better, but they're also very comparable. There's not any extreme difference. The real extreme difference is Lillard averaged more assists, but he was also the primary ball handler. Maxi has not been the primary ball handler. And the reason I put that out there is because why, while I would trade, I would trade Maxi for Lillard just because Lillard's at alpha, all those things. The Sixers could already have a Lillard on their hands. Like we can go back and forth on Tyrese and, you know, whether he's too small and I've been in that camp, but his his improvement reminds me a lot of Jalen's in the way where he continually improves and people continually just don't believe in it, even though statistically he's right there. Like he average, he's averaging 20 points. He's shooting 40% from three. We saw last year in the playoffs, he had bad moments for sure, but he also had extremely clutch moments. And and it's not like Dame Lillard is six, seven, like he's not, he's not a big guard. So if you're the Sixers, and let's say you get offered, it's probably, you know, Maxi, Toby, plus, like maybe the 2029 first or whatever. For Lillard, I think you probably have to do it. But there's a chance this time next year we're looking and saying Maxi is is that guy. No, I'm not, I'm not trading Maxi for that reason. I, I think that when you talk about the culture that you're trying to build, he's the, only, he's the only piece that looks like a valid piece, especially when you talk about all the draft picks that you had over the years that you missed on. Mm-hmm. This organization needs a, a, a makeover from top to bottom, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But to, 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 to get rid of him would be the biggest mistake I think this organization would make in a long time. Well, and to that point, like, I think they're good enough to win next year. So while they'd have a better chance with, with Lillard, I think they could win with Maxi. But the difference between Lillard and Maxi is Maxi could legitimately be here the next six years. Mm-hmm. Lillard, you're probably looking at three years, you know, maybe four then, if you want him at the end of his career. And then let's be realistic about Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has what three to four solid years left in him. Yeah. That feels right. So, so we we need to try to keep this together as long as you can, as you can, because Tyrese Maxi, in my opinion, is going to be the next star. He's going to be the next Sixers star. And I will say more than probably any sport, any player in Philly sports right now. I swing back and forth the most on Maxi because mm-hmm. there is part of me that legitimately thinks he's just Lou Williams, like an electrical, an electric scorer that probably is best coming off the bench, can take the game over for for stretches, is a you know lights out shooter. But then there is other part of me that looks at his stats compared to Dame and says Maxi under Nick Nurse could take another leap. And if you listen to Nick Nurse talk and Daryl Morey, I think they sound higher on Maxi than they do any other player in the organization. He has to be the guy. Like he's he's. He's your last tie, in my opinion, to 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 have in a decent organization. Like, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because from top to bottom, you have not done a great job of drafting anybody in the last six seasons. Yeah, you have That's not really done. A, you, you've you've not done a great job. And we're talking about we're talking about championships, and I know that's the window that we're in. We have we have no legacy outside of Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Who's the legacy? That's it. 
because you're talking about bringing in all these hired guns and everything. And they don't even have draft picks to, to <laughs> yeah. add. You, you have not done a great job of grooming anybody. Well, and to that point, Hugh, one thing Kyle uh, Newbeck talks about, obviously he covers the team on a daily basis, is Tyrese emotionally is a big part of that locker room. And as someone that has been in the locker room, like you know, if you remove some like a vocal voice like that and you replace him with Dame, like Dame's a great player and it would probably work, but that's a major kind of culture change as well. Joel is a little more on the quiet side. Doc talked about that. James seems like he goes to Houston every other day, so who knows if he's even in the locker room. I think Maxie is a much more important part of that team. You know, so many people talk about the Sixers and Joel and James in terms of their how they uh, show up in big moments and kind of like their attitude. Tyrese does seem to have the attitude you want. Now, he hasn't asked to be the, to be the guy in a big spot, but it seems like he has those characteristics or that personality where he could step up if needed in those big spots. So let's end with this. So yesterday, Elliot, we did Top 10 Tuesday. We had the Top 10 Athletes of Philadelphia oh, Sports right that, now. Yeah. And you put out your list. And yeah. sometimes I always think uh, lists. Oh, I can't wait to hear you. The lists, I think, are more are very on brand. Like, I saw, if you showed me this list, you didn't tell me who wrote it. I knew it was your list. Yeah. Well, list. probably because it's right. I, I, yeah, well, yeah. it's it's a good list. Nah, but it's just an, it's oh, an, I can imagine where Joel Embiid is. It's an Elliot list. Oh, you'll have to imagine far. All right, won't, be wait, won't be waiting long. <laughs> All right, here it is. And it's, just, it's just such an Elliot list. So here's here's what he put out there, Hugh, yesterday. Joel, number one. Obviously. Jalen, two. Harper, three. Hassan Reddick, four. Lane, Kelsey, five and six. Schwarber, seven, which I like that. James Harden, eight. Mm-hmm. Andre Blake, nine, as you have the, uh, the union goalie. Yep. And Darius Slay, number 10. Isn't that an Elliot list? Yeah, that's definitely yes. an <laughs> I respect that. What noise was that? Well, I was, that was her. We're not sure what that was. Okay, yeah, was I was, can't tell Julio where that's coming from. <laughs> yeah. So Embiid won, even after the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he's the best player of the three. And I, and I do think of the top three, like, for me it goes Embiid, small gap hurts, large gap Harper. Hmm. I think Harper... Look, his moment where he hit that home run to send him to the World Series, all-time Philly sports moment. He's definitely accomplished the least in a Philadelphia uniform of the top three, I think. I mean, he does Hertz, have MVP. He does, but to be fair, his MVP is only half the league. If Joel, if they did an Eastern Conference MVP, Joel would have three. Well, so, so like in that no, regard. But he wouldn't win the years Giannis won. He would have won the year Jokic won. Sure. So that would be three. He'd be a three-time reigning Eastern Conference MVP. But Joel has accomplished the most in a Philadelphia uniform of the three. He was most recently named the best player in his sport. Harper and Hertz were not named that. So I would put him number one. Uh, Hertz would be number two just because he's been the starter for the most important team at the most important position for two years. Just came off the Super Bowl, took him to the playoffs uh, his first year, which I think gets underrated. And then you have Bryce, who is obviously like in this top tier, only been in the playoffs once in the since he's been here. And he was great in the playoffs, but... We talk about Joel coming up small in the playoffs. At least he's there. Mm-hmm. Like, Bryce, is, Bryce has not been there. So I would have to put Bryce three. All right. Official prediction as we, we, we end our, our little segment here. Official prediction for Toby tomorrow night. Is, is, we think it happens tomorrow night. I do. out of here. I think he's out of here tomorrow night. I, I would probably guess yes. Okay. Um, I think one team I would look at is the Pacers. Like, you talk about Buddy Heald. They're trying to trade the number seven pick. Uh, Toby for seven is probably not happening, but maybe there's more added that, that gets that deal done. Um, and if you look at Daryl Morey's, Morey's history, he's the most active on trade de- deadline day and draft night. Yeah, it feels like the night, Hugh, yeah. for Toby to go. This is a wrap. Kiss the baby. He's out of here. We pour one out for Toby tomorrow. Thank you, Elliot. <laughs> Always fun. All right, oh, there he goes. Remember. Elliot Shore Parks. We'll do it again next week. 215-592-949. We'll come back at all your phone calls here 
Embiid for Kawhi. Elliot laughed at my idea. I like my idea. But that's all right. And a lot of people are laughing at you. Well, listen, that's fine. I'll, I'll take the two times finals MVP. Come you on, guys. big boys. Give me a holler. That's it. That is right there. 215-592-9494. Embiid for Kawhi, would you do it? And the Phillies. Do you think this offense is good enough? Do you still believe that? Because we all did before the season. They're 18th in runs scored right now. 215-592-9494. Plus, a troubling James Harden story and a midweek, mid-show take. All of it next. Long your phone calls on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Baseball season's a full swing. No better place to get in on the action FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So go to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to join today. A lot of great wages out there. Right now, you still get Zach Wheeler plus 850 to win the NL Cy Young. I think he's got a real chance. Strider has not been as great as he was early in the season. Kershaw usually gets hurt for about a month. Wheeler's got a shot here. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. So don't miss your chance to stay No sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. FanDuel, official sports partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with some 